I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back to the In the Red podcast. Me, you, everyone's listening. Hopefully everyone you share this with, talk about it, bring in. We are a community of people just trying to figure out life, everything around us. Get answers. Get information that we didn't have. This is a place where we come together and we have conversation. And I hope that challenges you. I hope that you share some things that you learn here. I hope you go and inform yourself. I never want to share something with you and you just take that as the gospel. Take that as that's right, I'm wrong, all the things. I hope that I prepare something for you. I like to tell most people, you give it to it like this. I want to create an appetizer for you, but I hope it only sparks something in you to go eat more, to go find more. Too many places in the life around us tell you that they're going to give you everything you need, but I think that's such a broken place. Why would you only want to get to my understanding? And I want to talk about that concept today. But first, I want to challenge you, please do three things for me. Follow this podcast, this episode. Let somebody around you know that it's important to you, and you'll get updates. Second is download. Please, I know this is something that doesn't even stand out to us most times, but just download it. It it populates a number somewhere to help somebody realize that this is important. Last is review. Leave a review. Let somebody know how this podcast has affected you. That's the only way we can get word out that we can begin to share in these places. It only takes a couple of minutes to do all three of those things, and it will help somebody find this space. Because we hope this is helping you. If it's not, then I understand this isn't for you, your cup of tea, but I know there's a lot of people out there with a lot of questions about life. Uh, As a pastor, yes, I'm a pastor. Don't run away. Give me some time. Stay with me for a bit. I want to challenge people to, to realize that there is this God who loves you. Otherwise, why would he have created you? Why would he have created all of this if he didn't love us? But the problem is we make mistakes. We live a life that's not worthy of it. We've made our own decisions in life, or as I often talk about it, decisions have been made for us, right? Your upbringing, your background, the things that are done to you, all those things get us to a place where now we Either we don't really want to know about this God uh, or we just think he doesn't care about us or we look at the world around us like, how could he care if all these things are going on? Like that's the place of struggle for many of us. And it's no different for me. You know how many times I sit here and ask questions about why is this happening this way? If you know anything about my testimony, the, the biggest change in my life was when my father was diagnosed with cancer. My dad, who's a pastor, has given his whole life to pastoring. And when I got that phone call, I was in church, me and my wife were leading a ministry at the time. And I get a phone call from my dad and says, are you sitting, are you sitting down? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, 
I just have to tell you something. He said, they found a mass on my pancreas. Now, this was uh, monumental for me because I'd never seen my dad struggle. And I struggled a lot because right after I hung up the phone with him, I got in a real place with God for the first time. And I told you, I was in ministry. And these are the hard prayers that we don't talk about enough, maybe. But I can remember the moment. Morgan left to go to the store, and I'm there all alone. And I prayed my first real prayer of my life. At 20, hmm, how old was I? 28, 29 years old. Been in church my whole life. I got out, done my thing, of course, but back in church, in ministry. And I realized I'd never really prayed. What did that prayer sound like? Just like this. God, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. I found that he wasn't offended. What I felt in that moment was, do you trust me? And my answer was no. How can I trust a God who would give my dad cancer, who would let this happen to him? See, the title of today is things that are beyond our control. This is going to always be our biggest struggle. Over the course of that next two years, I saw my dad struggle a lot. But you know, the one thing I never saw waver was his trust in God. He never doubted God, even going through this, because he knew God is good and he loves us. And he didn't do this to him. The life that we live around us, the food that we eat, all these things contribute to how our body responds and reacts, the things that occur to us. But over those year and a half to two years, I saw my dad continually go down in his health, but up in his spirit. He never missed a moment to let somebody know that Jesus loves him. He never stared in the mirror and said, God, who do you think you are doing this to me? I did it, but he didn't. Two years to that day, almost. The mass had grown so big, it was shutting other organs down, and they flew him to St. Louis to get emergency surgery to try to remove this thing in hopes to save his life. They got him in there, and they were going to take scans so they could come in the next day and know exactly what they were looking for. He gets in, takes the scans, but while he was in there, there was a, a nurse, a male nurse, who began to tend to him and take blood work. Didn't know my dad from anybody, but he said, man of God, can I pray for you? In that moment, there was a recognition that was bigger than what he could see, bigger than it was something from another place. See, a lot of people struggle with this. What's beyond not our only control, but what's beyond our understanding? See, that nurse didn't know my dad, but he knew something. He had tapped into a different source, and he said, man of God, can I pray for you? He began to pray as he did his blood work. My dad went in that day to get his scans, and he went back to the hotel, only to be called very early the next morning and said, Mr. Hart, we need you to come in. See, that doctor, when he got him in there, said, something's changed. The mass is gone. A mass big enough to shut other organs down. A mass threatening his life. Instantly gone. See, that's the thing that's beyond our control. That's the thing that's beyond our understanding. I remember that moment so well. Because that was the moment that I began to trust God. Six months later, I sat across the table from my dad over coffee with tears in my eyes. And I said, thank you. And he said, why are you thanking me for? I said, because you endured the toughest two years of your life so that my faith would be restored. The, the things we go through in this life that are beyond our control, that beyond our understanding, position us first and foremost to understand how important this is 
But secondly, it's the audience that's around you, the people who are in your life that are watching how you decide to walk through it. Do you walk through it with your head held high? Or all up in your feels? It's beyond your control, the anxiety and the fear of what happens next. It would constantly be the, the issue, the, the problem, the moment of contention is what do I do next? Over the course of years, my dad has always had impact, but it's never been from the pulpit. I, I take that back. It's been in moments from the pulpit. But the biggest impactful moments of his life on my life have been in everyday life. That moment when he walked through that season of life. Fast forward seven, eight years. He had a brain aneurysm. Almost died. In a hospital, lost his short-term memory completely. Couldn't remember if when I walked out of the room and back in the room, where did I come from? I'd flown in to be with him, my mom, my brother. Short-term memory gone, long-term memory spotty. I can remember the nurse coming in and asking him a question. You want to know what beyond your control, what beyond your understanding, what does that even mean, the things you can't touch? That nurse would come in every day and ask him a question, ask him his name, ask him his address, ask what year it was. And most times he didn't get any of it right, with the exception of his, his name. But that day she asked him, if there's one thing you could tell me, Mr. Hart, what would it be? And he quoted a scripture. See, I realized in that moment there was something so deep in him that you couldn't get it out of him. There was something so real to him that he couldn't walk away from it. The amount of people who are walking away from a belief in Jesus makes me ask the question, did you ever really know him? And I know we got really deep really quick today, but somebody somewhere needs to hear this, to be challenged with this, because you're struggling in the what's beyond your control, what's beyond your understanding. But in that moment when he didn't know much, this was his reply. He quoted Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. See, in a moment where his understanding was minimal, he said, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. In the moment that's beyond my control, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. In the moment that's beyond what little understanding I have, I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart. The next step of that, I believe, is the key to it all. The things that are outside our understanding, outside our control. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I ask you that today. Have you really acknowledged God? Or have you acknowledged what somebody's told you who he is? He's an angry God who cares less about you that lets all this stuff happen to you. He's a God that loves you and appreciates you and doesn't mind anything you do. See, we have all these fractured images of who God is. And if that's who you're acknowledging, you're acknowledging a bargain basement version. It's like saying, I acknowledge Nike Air Jordans that you got at a swap meet that never were real Jordans. They're fakes. 
like saying I acknowledge this $100 bill and that's as counterfeit as can be. If you acknowledge the counterfeit, it won't make straight your pass. In fact, it'd be quite the opposite, wouldn't it? So if we want to acknowledge this God, if we want to lean not on our understanding, if we want to trust him really, where do we start? See, I found my place to find that moment, that that place of trust was in a thing beyond my control, a thing beyond my understanding. It was in that place that I only had one direction to look, and that was up. It wasn't quick, wasn't fast, wasn't in the manner I wanted it to occur. But what I saw was truth. What I saw was something that was beyond my understanding. Over the next week or two, I have a lot of things beyond my control. And years ago, I probably wouldn't have said, yeah, let's do this. My wife and I are traveling over the next two weeks. Going to be going to some amazing places. Going to be some challenging places. Things that are beyond our control. There's a lot of things over the next 10 days that I don't know what to expect. But I say yes because I see the doors that were opened. I see the opportunity that's presented itself. And I see, as you know very well, the perspective that gets to increase in my life. I step on a plane that I have zero control over. That puts a lot of fear in many people. The struggle about setting in that plane and turbulence and what ifs and what ifs and where does this go? Why why does this have all the things? You know what? I've realized in my life, the things I have no control over, I don't worry and concern over them. I trust that pilot. But if something happens and we go down, I trust him. I challenge you. The things that are beyond your control, do they worry you? Or do they open an invitation to something beyond you? There's another passage that I want to read to you, and I'm just going to read some scripture today. But you got to know what this book says if you're ever going to overcome the things in your life. I've really set on this scripture over the last couple of weeks, but it's Philippians 4. And it it starts in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. That's acknowledging him. You can't acknowledge a big God without rejoicing him. That realize that you have access to this great big God with all power and all authority. And I get access to him. I get to talk with him. He listens to me. He really cares about me. Why wouldn't I rejoice in that? It says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There's two things right there you have to be very aware of. Prayer and thanksgiving. Prayer and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. There's those words again. It surpasses all what we know. This all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In a time like never before. 
Anxiety is running rampant. We pass it on to our kids. We tell them to wear it like a red badge of courage. Like you need to be, it's okay to be anxious. Just tell, you can't do this because you're anxious. You can't go here because you're anxious. It's okay. We justify it instead of saying this, guard your hearts and your minds. Because at the end of your understanding is something bigger than you. The end of your control is a release and a tapping into a peace that goes beyond our understanding. That's the invitation today. Where do we go from here? I encourage you, if you don't know this God, look. Bible says, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened. You ask and you shall receive. Don't go looking where somebody said he is. Don't even go looking at where I said he is. Well, this is who God is and that's all you need to know. And it is so limited. In Ephesians, the apostle Paul prayed this prayer. He didn't say that I, he didn't say, I pray that you would know the depths and the widths and the heights. And the limits of God's knowledge and wisdom. What did he say? Then I pray that you would know the height and the width and the depth and the length of his love. Because when you understand his love, the love he's given to you freely, whether you believe him or not. The love he's given to you freely, whether you deserve it or not. And I can assure you, you don't. Because I know I didn't and still don't those places when you begin to see the love you've been given the grace that you've been given by a great big god that we think has better things to do by a great big god that we think has forgotten about us by a great big god that we think allows just horrible things to happen to the world or even does it what kind of love would that be How could I ever scratch the surface of his love if I didn't understand? He doesn't do these things. But he's promised me that I'll never have to go through it alone. God bless you. Have an amazing day, week. Challenge yourself beyond what you know. I'll be gone for the next two weeks. Out. Hopefully coming back with some amazing stories. I know I'm not doing the podcast every week. Oof, that's okay. You'll be fine without me, but be back in two weeks. And we'll talk about what's gone on, where we've been. And I hope, hope, I hope that you stop leaning on your understanding. That you stop being driven by your emotions. And you started looking beyond your control. God bless you. Let's go.